Welcome to the Desert Street Podcast, the podcast helping you develop forex trading skills for more freedom. I'm your host, Etienne Kret. We are in episode 152. Let's get started right away. One of the tough aspects and tough parts when it comes to achieving something great is to stay motivated daily and to be able to achieve your goal no matter what you face. I personally faced a lot of times in my trading career where I didn't really know what to do. And I didn't really know how to motivate myself to achieve my goals. And I sometimes wanted to quit. Now, my story is not as tough as some other people. And that's why I wanted to bring a guest today to talk about his stories, what he went through, and how he kept pushing no matter what happened. So I brought back Jeremy Newsom from Real Life Trading to talk about everything he faced and how he was able to get back. This is really inspirational if you're struggling with achieving your goals at this point or if you've been facing some tough times, Jeremy is the man. He's super high in energy and he went through a lot, which is exactly what he shared in this interview. I'm almost 100% sure you'll like this. So please help me welcome Jeremy Newsom. All right, everyone, we are live sitting out today in Grand Bay near Montreal with Jeremy Newsom. What's up, Jeremy? What's up, brother? How's it going? Good. Very good. Very good. So take a few moments to introduce yourself, tell people who you are. If people didn't watch the past videos we did together, we did a few. Actually, at maybe three or something. So what's going on and uh, who are you? Yeah, no, I appreciate it. So for those of you who are new to the Desire to Trade podcast, welcome. Uh, this guy is the man. He has been interviewing a lot of great guests and has been really putting in phenomenal content. My name is Jeremy Alexander Newsom, and I'm originally born in Georgia, uh, here in the United States of America. And I've lived in the Southeast for my entire life. So right now I'm in Nashville, Tennessee. And I like to kind of give the background of I was introduced into trading through the movie Forrest Gump. <laughs> when uh, at the end, when Lieutenant Dan talks about the fruit company that they invested in, they didn't have to worry about money anymore. Obviously, that was Apple. And I asked my dad what that was. And he kind of told me. And I grew up so poor that I was always enthralled with that term. We didn't have to worry about money anymore because I never knew what that was, right? My family always worried about money. So it really, that was the journey starting out from there to where I am now at the age of 30. So 23 years down the road, it's been to where I, where I am now to try to help other people not worry about money anymore, figure out mentally how to achieve what they want through finances and through the proper risk mitigation, through wealth creation and through the right investment profiles and vehicles. And so I've uh, kind of dedicated my life to teach people and educate people from around the world how the stock market works and how to properly and safely invest in it. Love that. Perfect. So guys, comment below in the chat if you're joining us live, we would appreciate. Plus, you can ask a question, which is always awesome. If you have any questions for Jeremy today, then comment there. Or for me also, I'll answer for sure. Absolutely. Comment in the chat. How much you answer your question at any time or throughout the event, whatever. And Jeremy, there's a few things I like about Jeremy, but one of those things is the fact that he's really, really high energy. Like you talk <laughs> with him for a few seconds, you're going to like build your energy up for sure. So I want to talk about kind of motivation and Jeremy knows a lot about that, how to motivate yourself to become a good trader and like what you have to yeah. do in those hard moments to keep it up. And so kind of want to talk about that completely and in different ways. Sure. So I'm curious to know, Jeremy, when you first started trading, how was that? Like, what was the decision for and how did you start to learn? Like, did you just want to learn or was there like a, a push factor or something to push you to learn? How did that happen? Yeah, no, very good question. So I and, and appreciate the comment, by the way, man, about the energy. <laughs> so I went to college. I went to the University of Florida, go Gators. And I graduated in 2009. But my original goal 
was to go and to obtain a finance degree. My thought process was a finance degree would teach me or give me the, the path and the insight to know how to trade the stock market, know how it works. Because again, I was just worried about not worrying about money anymore. That was my focus. I was like, okay, the stock market can give me that. I need to know everything I can about the stock market. So as you know, going to a university, you likely don't get that education that you're looking for if it's specifically stock market related. And so I graduated with a business degree because I switched majors once I realized that the finance degree had nothing to do with the stock market. It was mostly accounting. I kind of left, I'm not left, to switch majors. And then at the time, I was working in an insurance company on the call center side. So if you got in an accident and you called the number on the back of your insurance card, you know, I was the guy that picked up. And uh, <laughs> I, love, I actually love my experience there, but I had a supervisor named Rob. He's uh, still to this day, just a, a beautiful mentor of mine, great guy. And I walked up to his desk for like a peer-to-peer -peer review. And I sat down and he had these screens, two screens, and they had these like charts on them. And I thought it was like review charts, like per, you know, for the employees. And I asked him, what are you looking at, man? And he said, oh, that's the stock market. And as soon as he said that, I told him, I looked him dead in the face. I was like, Rob, I don't want to come across like mean, but can we please talk about this rather than my review <laughs> or get my review done like very fast and let's talk a little bit about this. So in that session, he told me what covered calls were and covered calls uh, for those who might not know, the easiest way to explain it is if you live in two houses. You're gonna, uh, if you own two houses, I'm sorry, if you own two houses, you live in one of them and you probably rent the other one out. Well, you can do that with stocks. So if you, own, if you own a stock in a company, let's say it's Apple or Micron Technology or Google or Amazon, if you have at least 100 shares, you could rent that stock out to somebody and actually make an income. And when he told me that he made more money in the covered calls that he did than working at the insurance company that we worked at, Dude, that was mind blowing. So we had a lot of sessions and that was really the first step into the market for me, like actual step. At the time, I think I was 19 and a half. And I had already bought, like I had a Scott Trade account. I think I had like 1800 bucks in it. I bought one share of ExxonMobil, one share of CBS, like a few penny stocks. I didn't know anything about it. I knew that you had to diversify your portfolio. <laughs> I've always heard that term. And uh, it's to this day, still a funny term. but. I had some shares. It was two, that was 2008. And you know we all know what happened in 2008. Had I actually kept that account alone? Like had I just not touched anything? I think I'd have like 3,200 bucks in there You know, 12 years later, which it's not bad, I guess, to have double your account. Uh, but anyway, so that was really my first experience with real trading. And then from there, I had a 401k at the insurance company. So I had, I had a big boy job. So a 401k is uh, kind of like your RRSP ETN up there. It's kind of like this... Uh, governmental program that you can put money into as an employer and they put money in there with you and you kind of grow it and it's like a tax-free growth until you pull it out. Anyway, so I learned how to do what's called a self-directed 401k. So while I was working, I was trading through this 401k that was owned by Charles Schwab. Charles Schwab was like the primary fiduciary for that 401k and I was trading silver at the time. So this was back in like 2010, 2011, 2012. And during that time, as you know, silver was just doing this and I was making a killing. So one month, I made $3,000 and that was the exact same amount of money that I made at the insurance company, three grand. Wow. And dude, and I, I did that with like $9,000 in my 401k. 
So I put 9,000 bucks in, I made 30% return in one month trading a silver company. And I, dude, that was it, man. I was hooked. And from there, I just went on to, I went on to YouTube. I went on to the internet. I went on to Google and I just typed it in and just tried to learn and, and came across many, many, many companies and just kind of went the route that most people went. It's just, I went full immersion, man. Full immersion. I was an addict. And that's kind of the journey story, I guess. Cool. And that's like something that a lot of people do. Like you're probably not the only one who did that, going to yeah. different resources and trying to learn online or even through books. But did that work out fine or did you have a hard time with it? Well, so usually everyone has like that first two or three good trades and that's where they get hooked. I found it very rare that when most people get into the market, they just get in and they just get absolutely you know, creamed. Sometimes that happens, but it's more rare. Usually you experience a little bit of a success, you dive in and then you just, you just catapult over. <laughs> so what ended up happening is I actually changed my job schedule at the insurance company. I worked one in the afternoon Eastern to like 10. And I will say works in air quotes because as I was there, man, I put every single ounce of energy I could into work, but I would leave as early as I could and I would show up as late as I could because I didn't want to be there. All I wanted to do was trade. And I would go to a tropical smoothie. So in Nashville, there's this uh, the store, well, not Nashville, sorry, Gainesville, Florida, and a lot of other places in the South and really across the US. There's companies called Tropical Smoothie and they're usually open 24 hours. They give you smoothies and they give you like wraps. And they're open 24 hours. So I brought two computers and two monitors to Tropical Smoothie. I set them down in a booth and I, <laughs> that's where I would trade from. I would trade from Tropical Smoothie. I would eat, I would you know, eat the food, drink the smoothies. And during that time, when I learned about how much money I could make in stocks, I came across a company that taught me options. And I'm very thankful for that education. That was a very costly education because I went on to lose $100,000 of my dad's retirement money trading something that I didn't understand. And that's my biggest warning to most traders and to most investors is don't get lured by the potential returns. Don't get lured by how much money you can make. Most educators, companies, gurus, classes, universities, corporations, whatever you want to call them, they teach people and they talk about how much money you're going to make. The biggest concern needs to be how much money you're not going to lose. Because over a certain time period, let's say I did the exact type of schedule and routine that I was doing and learning, but I just didn't lose any money. I'd be a decamillionaire right now. I'd have tens of millions of dollars because I know how, I now know what I know, but even at the time, had I not lost that money, I could have done so much. I mean, $100,000, I'm sure as you know, you can margin that in a day trading account, day trade stock, and you have one to four margin. So that's $400,000, almost a half a million dollars in buying power. Dude, I mean, that is game-changing money. Big, yeah. yeah. So, man, my education was like this. I was doing good. And then I learned too much. And a lot of people fall into that trap. They learn too much because they're like, oh, the more I learn, the more money I'm going to make. While that's not untrue, it will cause you to get clouded. And it's very similar to if you went to college, you're picking one college or one university. You might have different teachers, but you're going to one university. And you're going to learn, let's say you're learning business, you're learning finance, you're becoming a nurse, you're becoming an engineer. You're not learning architecture, right? You're not learning quantum physics. You're not learning quantum computing. I mean, you have to focus on something. And bottom line, man, that was my problem is I had 
information overload. I studied Fibonacci's. I studied credit spreads. I learned everything you can learn about options to an extent. I learned all about uh, harmonic patterns. I went to every day trading room possible. I had a wealth of information. I knew everything but knew nothing. And the people that are like enlightened, they say that that's what you should do anyway. You know everything, but you, when you know everything, you realize you know nothing, which is so true. So I went back to my roots, man. So I d- it did this. It went straight up, straight down. And even though I learned everything, I just went right back to just buying stock and doing cover calls because that's what I understood and that's what I made money with. And uh, that's it did help. I mean, yes, the answer is it absolutely helped because I know a lot now. But even of all the things that I know, I only use like 4% of it. Yeah, I, I totally feel the same also. And I pretty much the same thing, which is I learned a lot. I had some yep. coach. It, it helped me, of course. But then I went back to what I knew how to trade. Yeah. And it's like super simple. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's really true. Well, I mean, the thing is, man, we want as creatures, as humans, we want to be entertained. We want excitement. And a lot of people feel that there's no way trading can be that easy. I'm one of the few people that actually uh, disagrees with most people. I think trading is one of the easiest things that you can do, but it's difficult. It's like walking a thousand miles. For most people, walking in its essence is pretty simple, just walking. But walking a thousand miles is difficult, right? That takes, that takes time. It takes discipline. It takes consistency. It takes a drive and a perseverance. Trading is just pure math, man. If you lose 10 cents for every time you make 40 cents, you're going to be a very profitable trader. That's trading right there. And you can make trading as simple or as hard as you want to. And for the people who say trading is very difficult, it is difficult, but it is very easy, right? I mean, there's, I mean, it's just simple math. The hard part is right here. It's mastering yourself, mastering your emotions and knowing when not to be a complete moron. And that's usually my biggest struggle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally agree with that. And then once you went to that point, what's doing the simple stuff making you successful right now? Or do you have to kind of move and change? Because for me, when I, like when I went back to training what I knew, it took me some time to kind of become good at it and to be applied properly. Agreed. So really what happened to me is I had to create a system of rules and I kind of fell into that over time because when I was trading, what ended up happening is as I was trading, I would go back and I would go, gosh, I'm so stupid. Like, why did I take that trade? I know better than to take that trade. That's insane of me to get into that trade or to hold or to get out early. I would go back and look at my trades and I would beat myself up. And everyone's done that, I feel like, in their trading career. Everyone has said to themselves, why did I do that? That's so stupid. You know, this is really frustrating. And the beautiful part about it is I realized, okay, here's what I need to do. I need to create some type of measurement for did I do good today in trading? And what I did is I came up with a rule, just one simple rule. And that rule was when I get into a trade, I'm not going to look at it for two hours. That was like the pinnacle of my breakthrough is when I realized that I had to create a rule. So people talk about trading plans all the time, but very rarely do people discuss what's in a trading plan. And a trading plan could be something as simple as creating rules that help dictate what you do when you do it, and why you do it. And for me, it really was being in a trade, walking away for two hours, and me coming back and saying, did I follow that? Because that's a very quantitative figure, meaning two hours. Did I not look at the, the trade for two hours? And if I did mess up and break that rule, I would inflict some type of pain or punishment. Like I'd become a vegetarian for a week, 
or I would go run until I threw up, or I went to the gym and worked out until I puked, or I would do something that was like pounding into my brain. And that's one of the, uh, one of the websites I really recommend is the Discipline Trader. He talked about snapping a rubber band on your wrist every time you mess up. That wasn't enough for me because that was too pansy. So I needed something a little bit more extreme, something more like Marine or Navy SEAL kind of thing, you know? And uh, anyway, that was really the culmination of the big, big breakthrough for me. Nice. Cool. Love that. And yeah. we have some interesting comments for sure, but I want to remind you guys to comment below in the chat if you have any questions for Jeremy or I. And if you just want to say I also comment in the chat for sure, that helps. It keeps us like entertained and we can answer your question as always. That's awesome. But yeah. yeah, there's a comment from Carlos I find interesting. He says, I agree with him. Trading is easy. It's kind of boring. But we were taught that trading was exciting. So did you have a point where you kind of realized that trading was not that exciting? It's not like in movies where you kind of find, sell and scream and stuff. Did you realize that or did you kind of, did it just happen naturally that you were willing to accept that it's not too exciting as it appeared to be? Yeah, man, that's a very good question. So what ended up happening to me, I'm trying to think of the exact trade that it was, but it was a tra- it was a trade that I placed. I'm really trying to figure out which one, but I can't really recall. But I mean, it was kind of like an extent where I took a trade and I took a vacation or I went and did something and I came back and the trade worked perfectly. And I was thinking to myself, you know what? I gave that trade like zero attention. I didn't care at all what it did. And that's why most traders make money virtually. And the only difference between virtual trading and real money trading is your connection to what money is. It's your emotional link. It's in your brain, your brain connection, because it's still numbers on a screen. Even though you can't go into your fake money account and withdraw it and put it into your bank, because it's not tangible, it is still money on a screen. It's digits. And it's how you perceive those digits. And so, man, my breakthrough was when I went on a trip, I'm pretty sure I was in Georgia, just visiting family, and a trade worked out perfect. I came back and I made like 800 bucks. I did absolutely squat. And I paid for that trip, you know, my gas, my food, my travel expenses. I paid for that trip with that $800. And I thought to myself, this is insane, man. That was so easy, but boring. Like, I didn't even think about it. And everyone has emotional ties to trading, everyone should like trading. But it, the, the simplicity of, at least especially if you're newer, if you are massively emotionally connected to that trade and you're super excited, you probably either don't know enough information or your risk is probably too big because you're going to be making a lot of money, but you didn't think about how much money you're going to lose. That's a major point for sure. Yeah, yeah man. That makes sense. I feel like it's the same thing for a lot of people. And yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Now, did you ever come to a point once you were starting to trade where kind of things fell apart a little bit? You didn't really know what to do or you didn't know how to fix it. Did you ever had like had a tough time with like this, a hard time? How oh, did you get back? Oh, yeah, absolutely. No, I, I hit rock bottom in my trading. I was at rock bottom. So I'm working on writing an autobiography. But yeah, dude, I, I had to borrow money from people. Some uh, avenues of borrowing money was were less credulous than others. But it was, man, I was, I was at rock bottom. Because like I said, I lost $100,000. That money that I lost, we talked about this in our very first interview. Mm-hmm. That was my dad's retirement money. Like I convinced him, hey, dad, give me your retirement money. He just retired. I was like, I'll trade it and make sure you got a place. You know, make sure you got money for the rest of your life. He, dude, he gave me 100 grand. Well, he, didn't, he gave me logins to his accounts. And 
dude, I went in and we did really well for the first three months and then did really poor after the last six months. And I, like I said, I lost every dime, every single dime. I lost it trading options and holding them to expiration. And I mean, at rock bottom, what did I do? The one thing that I did that I could absolutely put a finger on is I said, okay, here's the deal. My biggest fear has been realized and it's not that bad. Meaning my biggest fear was I would lose all of my money. I would become despondent and jobless. My dad would quit loving me. My family would disown me. Everyone would hate me and there'd be no point in living. But what happened is only one of those things occurred, which is I lost all my money. <laughs> I kept my job. My dad still loved me. You know, my family still loved me. Everyone accepted me. All that happened is I lost my money. So even though I projected the worst case scenario, I projected that fear, it didn't actually happen that way. So what ended up occurring is I'd lost all the money. I was at rock bottom and I said, okay, well, I can't lose any more money because I don't have any more to do. So what I did is I started back trading seven hours a day for seven months. That was kind of like my routine, man. I cut out all extra activities, going to a party, hanging out with friends, playing basketball, watching sports. I cut my cable. I kept internet, obviously. I didn't do anything other than work, sleep, and trade. That was it. And I back traded the Dow Jones from its inception. I used a uh, software called Trade Navigator. And they do a really cool back trading, but you can go and back trade pretty much anything from its inception. So I back trade the Dow Jones from its inception multiple times, like 1920, 1914. I, I trade the Great Depression. I traded World War One, World War Two, the Cold War, Vietnam. I mean, that's phenomenal to see that in price action when computers weren't even around, when technical analysis wasn't even a thing, when the internet wasn't even here yet, seeing how the candle patterns still work, how the waves still work. Everything is right there, perfect. And it was, man, it was liberating. And that was when I got through that seven months, I realized I really did learn a lot because I traded Apple from its inception, Amazon, dude, every stock that was around at that time uh, that was a really big name. I went back from day one and went candle by candle, just next, next, next. And I was set up trades. Where would I get in? Why did I get in here? That was the, the biggest takeaway, the best learning experience I've ever had. And without question. And so I recently, uh, back in April, I hosted a seven-hour back trading marathon where I did that for seven hours for charity to show people that, that kind of routine. And it's hard, man. It's really yeah. tough. But I, I did it every day, Sunday through Sunday. Didn't matter. Seven hours, it was an unquestionable thing. And that's how I got out of rock bottom. Because then once I had the confidence that I could trade, I just went and borrowed money. I put it on a credit card. I borrowed money from friends. I borrowed money from other sources. I got lines of credit. I did payday advance loans. The money was there. Once you're confident in something, you can go get the money. The money is never the issue. Now, did I go on to lose that money too? I did. Uh, <laughs> and then that was even a bigger hole, man, because that, that was like, I was like, oh, dude. But I was still confident that I could trade. And that's when I started helping other people. I started telling my mistakes. I started helping other people not lose money. That gave me more and more and more confidence. And with the more confidence you have, at some point, you start putting it together. And that's when I started hiring mentors, hiring coaches, telling, you know, I told them my story. I'm like, what am I doing wrong? And everyone was telling me, you're not disciplined and you're not following your rules. And I said, I don't know what rules I'm supposed to follow. And they said, hey, man, we'll create them. So I started creating some rules. And as, ever since I started following my rules, which was really about five years ago, I've been profitable ever since. And so it's been a 10-year journey. 10 years, man. The first... Two years were 
you know, okay, like 18 to 20, you know, that type of, it didn't really count, but 20 to 21 to 22 were pretty terrible. Yeah, they were miserable, honestly. I mean, that, that was, that's like, so that's why I did this and I did this and I was just at rock bottom. The three years after that was just grind city. That's all it was. Find out ways to get money, trade, work, study, 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 study. And then the last five years, like has been like a slow, steady grind. But I'm here, man. I made it. I'm excited. It's a really good journey. I'm also excited to see what happens from here, you know, what, what continues to progress. But it really is that back trading mentality. That's yeah. what put me over the edge. And I still do it at least two hours a week. For sure. So I want to get back to this because a lot of people are going to think, well, like, cool idea to back test for seven hours a day. Like, it's what you have to do and they're going to do it. But then you get like one day, you do it for four hours, five hours. What kept you pushing and doing it the next day again? Like, was there like something like, you really wanted to make it happen? Or because most people would kind of quit after two, three hours of practicing for sure. Absolutely. So let me, I'm going to answer Carlos's question. So in the chat pane, he yeah. says, can you provide a link to the back training software? So the backtrading software, you can do it also in a company called TradingView. So this is a charting software that I use right now. It's called TradingView, and you can get this for free. It's browser-based. Very cool software. This little button right here at the top. So what I'll just practice. This is just a stock I was looking at for a day trade. So you can click this little bar replay and see this red line. You click on this red line, and it'll go back in time to where you know wherever it is you want to go back in time, and then you just start trading. Um, you go, okay, great. Here's a really good support right here. You know, we're, this is a, a really beautiful candle pattern, nice volume, upper shadow. If we close above there, I'm going to get in bullish. I'm going to put my stop there and I'll move my stop up, you know, two weeks later. And then you just press the forward button and go candle by candle. And there's the close above right there. So you're in bullish and boom, you start practicing and you start asking, you know, why is the candles doing this? What are the candles looking like? What are the volume? And just kind of go through and practice. So you can do that for free through TradingView. It's really effective. It's very easy to use. And you can also use Trade Navigator. That's the other one I was using. But to answer your question, man, that's the part that will make anyone successful in whatever they do. It doesn't matter if it's trading, business, relationships. You want to get better at school. There is a certain level of determination that you have to go, you know what? I'm doing this no matter what. And it's that mental fortitude that the discipline, the doing what you don't want to do when you know you have to do it. For example, a marathon runner. If you want to run a marathon, 26.2 miles, there's going to be days where you have to practice where it's cold outside or it's snowing or it's raining or your knees hurt and you don't want to do that, right? You really don't want to do it, but you're going to have to do it anyway. Man, that's everything. That's working out. That's getting strong. That's getting smarter. You don't have to work hard, but you do have to work consistently. Meaning back trading wasn't hard work. Meaning it wasn't like physically demanding, like where my back was hurting. I got callus on my hands. You know, I got a sunburn. It wasn't like manual labor. It was just purely... I don't want to do this on a Sunday when my buddy just called me and he's going to have a party at his house, you know, but it was like, I have to, and you just make it a priority. And that's, that's the key to everything is, you know, exactly what you want to do. You know how to get it and you just do not stop ever until you have it. Yeah. Yeah. Totally agree with that. And how do you think you got that mindset? Was it natural? Was it, are you born with this? Is it something you developed for a time? 
Ooh, that's a good question, man. Everyone has this. This this comes down to Tony Robbins. I'm a big Tony Robbins fan to an extent. Unleash the power within, like one of his first books. And it, it it everyone has it, man. Everyone has it. Do you want it bad enough? That is it's that simple. I mean, that's when when people go to boot camp, when they go to the Marines, when they go to the Navy SEALs, Air Force, the Army, they are put in an environment where you have someone higher up telling you that you have to do this and physically making you do it. Otherwise you quit. And people quit all the time. But those who don't, were they born with that drive or did it just instinctually happen? Everyone's going to come to a bridge and a road where you go, this is too hard. And you either quit or you figure out how to push through it. And everyone's going to have that in their life. Every single person, doesn't matter how much money you have. A lot of people think, oh, if I have money, my life's going to be easier. <laughs> sure. Because <laughs> your, your bills are going to get bigger. Your worries gonna get, are going to get more. I mean, because the money, you can lose the money. That's the problem. The reason that most people, uh, in my opinion, one of the reasons that most traders don't actually make a lot of money trading is because they have this fear in the back of their mind that when they get the money, they're going to lose it all because they haven't practiced risk mitigation. Because most traders know regardless of how much money you have. You could have tens of millions of dollars. You could lose it all on one trade. And if your brain knows that and you haven't practiced proper risk mitigation, why is your brain ever going to say, you know what, it's okay for you to have all this money because we know exactly what to do with it. So you have to have that plan of, I'm all right with, I'm all right with that loss. And that goes back to the self-believing and the, the truth of the matter is you have to be okay with accepting that it's going to be hard, it's going to be difficult, and just making it happen. So I don't think I was born with it, my man. I, I think everyone has, everyone has the ability to become insanely successful in whatever environment they want. It just will take perseverance and insane discipline and pain, mental pain or physical pain. Nice. Totally agree with that. I think that's pretty much a good answer. Thanks, man. <laughs> now, how do you stay motivated every day to keep going? Like, cause you just kind of like you're profitable now, but from, for someone who's let's say profitable, you still face challenges every day. You still have some yeah. trouble to go through. So how do you keep or stay motivated daily with that? So what I would ask is uh, to answer that question, I would ask a question of how do billionaires stay motivated? How does Bill Gates keep doing what he's doing? How does Tony Robbins keep doing what he's doing? Grant Cardone, Jim Rohn, Jay Earl Shoff, Napoleon Hill, Benjamin Graham. Jeff Bezos, how do, how do very wealthy people stay motivated? And the answer is contribution. At some point, when you get about $70,000, $80,000 a year, that's all the money that you need. You don't need more than that. I mean, as far as like paying bills, being able to travel, eating good food, going out, you more or less can cover your normal bill. If you are making more than more than $60,000 and you're in debt and you're financially strapped, you're doing something insanely wrong. Just that simple. You're not budgeting correctly. You're doing it massively wrong because you can make 60 grand a year and live totally financially free, at least here in the States. Meaning like you're not really stressed out. Now, on that note, you can make 60 and be comfortable and have all that you need, but you don't have all that you want. And to achieve all that you want, you have to feel that you truly deserve it. You have to be okay with receiving those things. And the only way that you will feel okay with that is to contribute and to give something to others. 
And that's what drives me, man. That's my motivation is my mission with real life trading. My mission in life is to enrich lives, to enrich the lives of others from all around the world of all ages so that they can understand how to become financially independent. And that is a mission that I live with every day. And I I help traders regardless of how much money they got, if they have $10 million or $10, it's still a mindset. And I do my absolute best to contribute to charities, to help schools, to help the homeless, to help families in need. I do a lot of donations. I donate and I try to help and I try to give because my mindset has shifted where I know money is abundant. I know everything is abundant. Peace, joy, love, happiness, resources, and supplies. It's all abundant. So I want to give it away because I know I'm going to get more. So that's my why, man. That's how I stay motivated is I realize that there are still 4 billion people out there in the world. And I'm going to do my absolute best to help 4 billion of those people. Even though I might only reach 400 million, that's going to be a lifelong legacy. That's going to be something that's going to leave an impact in this world. And those people that we look up to, Socrates, Plato, Jesus Christ, Mahatma Gandhi, Mother Teresa, Buddha, Muhammad, whoever we're looking up to as inspirations, these people donated, right? They donated their time. They donated their thoughts and they donated their energies. And those are the people that last forever throughout time. Einstein, Nikola Tesla, Leonardo da Vinci. You have these people that changed the world and they did it because they gave all of themselves. And that's, that's really what I try to do, man. So I, I try to get led by my dreams rather than pushed by my problems. <laughs> awesome quote right there. I love that. That's awesome. Thanks, man. Cool. Nice. So the other thing that... I want to talk about a little bit this. You mentioned helping people from having $10 to, let's say, a few million dollars. Whatever they have, whatever point you start at, there's always a way to move forward and to grow. So how would you go about, let's say someone starting really low with a few hundred dollars to trade? What would be the sensible approach for them to follow, in your opinion? Absolutely. So that's actually some of the, the traders that I receive the most. And I work with those traders a lot, or the traders who have 100 bucks. They're like, man, I got 100 bucks. I trade Forex. So we had one trader in the chat pane ask, you know, how can I make 10% a month off of my Forex trading? Right. The vast majority of people that get into Forex that I have seen are traders that do have under a thousand US dollars and they want to grow that money exponentially every single month. And they might be in India, they might be in America, they might be in China, Russia, Brazil, doesn't matter where you are in the world because you can trade Forex. You can trade for an, ex- for an exchange. If you have $100, or $500 or $1,000, number one, you need to invest in yourself, not the market of any kind. Because $100 is not going to make you any money. <laughs> yeah, You're, you're going to lose $100 way before you gain it because $100 is you're going to spend it in commissions. You're going to spend it in bid ask spreads. You're going to spend it in just churning and burning. And $100 if you're in a third world country or a first world country, developing country, or you know New York City, Brooklyn, and you have a small amount of money and you're watching this podcast, number one, it's free. So phenomenal job for you, you know, investing in yourself. But number two, read books and figure out how to become more valuable. So a lot of people, they ask the wrong question, man. Our lives are designed and determined by the questions that we ask. So if you want a better life, you have to ask better questions. Most people ask the question, how do I make more money? Okay, here's a dollar. You have more money. You're welcome. Right? I mean, that's the answer to their question. If someone says, how do I make more money? They don't say, how can I make $400,000 a year? That's an entirely different question. If you want to make more money, you can get $1.25 and you now have more money. 
The world will give you exactly what you ask of it. So if you ask the question, how do I become more valuable? There are people from all walks of life who have become billionaires. And it wasn't because they had $100 and they traded the market and they they made 10% every single month. It's because they learned a skill that they were able to exchange for money. And that skill could be motivational speaking. That skill could be personal fitness. That skill could be sales. Dude, if you want to make a lot of money, learn sales. That's simple. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Become a phenomenal salesperson. And you can, if, you can sell, if you can sell a helicopter or a pin, you can sell anything. And if you sell more, you'll make more money. And if you make more money, then start learning how to trade with it. Because if you don't have any money, you should learn how to trade. You need to learn how to become more valuable. And so for me, I already had that valuable skill. I already knew how to sell. And I already knew how to do phones. I already knew how to do customer service. And so while I was working at my job, I became more valuable at my job. And through becoming more valuable at my job, I got paid more. And as I got paid more, I started getting more money to trade with. And that's how I started you know, borrowing money off of credit cards because I realized money is everywhere. So yeah, man, that's my answer. If you have 100 bucks, even if you have 1,000 bucks, do not trade anything. Buy $100 worth of books. And those books should only, they shouldn't be Harry Potter. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I love, man, I love J. Cal Raw. I-, I love the Harry Potter, the Game of Thrones, the Twilight series, the uh, Fifty Shades of Grey. Phenomenal, man. I'm so happy those authors wrote that. I'm sure they enriched a lot of lives with that. Bottom line, buy books with the word money in the title. There is tons of books with the word money in the title. Buy $100 worth of those and learn how to make more money, learn how to become more valuable, learn a skill, make money with that skill, and then make money with trading. That's my, that's my true thoughts on that. That is pure gold. It's, it's something I've never heard before, but it really makes sense. That's something I've also talked about a little bit before, which is yeah, awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Any type of books or any specific book you would recommend people to read or to go through? My man, I am working on a book right now. And so when I get that published, that's going to be the book that I'll be sending everybody. One of the books that is, uh, let, me, let me verify what it's called. There's two that I want to tell people. One is very dry and it's a hard read, but if you can get through this, you can get through just about anything. It's, his last name is Needleman, Jacob Needleman. I'm trying to figure out what the name of the book is. I have it somewhere over here. Give me one second. Jacob. Okay. Needleman books. It has something to do with ah, money and the meaning of life by Jacob Needleman. Dude, <laughs> that's an underrated book. One of my friends, Garanga from Alaska, Florida, told me to get that book. I got it. It's a little bit of a dry book. It's really kind of, dude, it's interesting. It talks about religion and your soul and money and how you kind of relate the two. It's really fascinating. It's a tough read, but if you can make it through there, you can do a, a phenomenal job. The second book I would recommend without question is You Are a Badass at Making Money by Jen Sincero. Uh, The third book I would recommend is Money Master the Game by Tony Robbins. You read those three books, they're going to cost you maybe 30 bucks and you can buy them used on Amazon. You still got $7 worth. So remember, every one of those books has the word money in it. If you want to become a better salesperson, read Seller Be Sold by Grant Cardone. Read The Straight Line System by Jordan Belfort. Be Obsessed or Be Average by Grant Cardone. Read every Grant Cardone book you can get your hands on. I would also say read the book uh, Escape the Rat Race. I forget Escape the Rat Race. Who wrote that? 
By the way, guys, any question, comment below in the chat. We'll make sure to answer your question. And just a reminder, because we've said this a few times, but yeah, this is pure gold so far, and it's pretty awesome content, in my opinion. Yeah, man. Um, I'm trying to figure out. So it is birth order selling. I know this sounds crazy, but I learned so much from this one. This was, okay, sorry. Winning the Rat Race Without Becoming a Rat by Dr. Kevin Lehman. That book blew my mind. That's a book about um, how to sell to people based on their birth order, which is like, what? Right? That, that sounds insane. Phenomenal book. Uh, again, if you want to become a better salesperson, and that's the thing. If you have no money, learn how to sell something. That's, that's my, I mean, improve your value, learn how to sell something. Um, I do have one question in the chat, and I want to answer from uh, Jason Jeffrey. Yeah. <laughs> he, he says, is that a fig tree in the background? If so, which variety? <laughs> it is a fig tree. I do not know what variety. My fiance is a, uh, a plant lover. We have plants all over the house, and I do not know what kind of fig tree that is. Um, <laughs> but it is a fig tree. And secondly, he says, what is it in general uh, that keeps you out of bad trades? You have rules for something discretionary. Bottom line, Jason, you're going to take bad trades. There's no avoidance to that. The only way I can avoid a bad trade is by getting a time machine. And since I currently have not invented that yet, I understand that I'm okay. And I totally accept that I'm going to have bad trades. I'm going to have losing trades. I do have a system of things that I follow, right? I look for gaps. I look for support and resistance. I look for sentiment. I do have a really cool article called The 13 Steps to Swing Trading. That's my 13 steps. I do have a video and I also have an article on it. Uh, it's by no means the holy grail, but it's my 13 steps. It's kind of what I do mentally in my head every time I look at a trade. But yeah, man, you're going to have bad trades. So again, mathematically, as long as you can do the most important thing, which is lose less money than you make, you will be profitable. And that is the key. So it says remove any web addresses. So I can't post a web address in the... Uh, in the send it to me and I'll, I'll post it after you. Yeah. Sure. yeah, no worries, guys. All right, so it's going to be in the show notes. My buddy ETM will take care of that. So I'll toast that to you. Yeah, and you can also search for it. Just if you type in 13 steps to swing trading, real life trading, you'll get it. Yeah. yeah. James says, what's your thoughts on trading cryptos, cryptocurrencies? So James, I have to be very open on, on this. I'm bullish long term on cryptocurrencies and digital assets. I think it's a brand new market. That's my thought. My thought is it's a new market. It's not anything special. It's just like stocks, options, bonds, or Forex. It's just a new avenue that we can trade. I do own a cryptocurrency hedge fund. I am the chief investment officer of the, of the uh, hedge fund. And so, yeah, I have to say I'm all about trading cryptocurrencies. Uh, if you do have $100 and you were able to buy some cryptos, you know, this time last year, yeah, you made a thousand bucks, but at the same time you bought and you held, that is if you sold in January. So right now, yes, you can get into cryptos for very small amounts of money. Cryptos and Forex are probably the two markets that you can make money with, uh, with a smaller account, but I'm, I'm all about trading cryptos. It's a little bit harder right now since it's in a bear market, but you can short cryptocurrencies if you have the right exchange and you have the right margin approval level. So you can't make money on the downside, but long-term, I do feel that they will slowly grind higher. Nice. And in regards to book, back to book a little bit, it's really interesting how sometimes you read a book from someone and as Hoffman says, it's always the same content pretty much, the same lessons, but in different ways. And you can read a yeah. book saying the same thing as one before, and then you learn way more with that book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. Other one. So it's just a way of saying it sometimes that people click more. And that's why repetition and learning the same thing all over again is really important. 
Oh, dude, without question. I mean, one of my favorite quotes is by Zig Ziglar. He says, motivation is like taking a bath. It's best used daily, (laughs) you know, and reading a book, that was one of the things that I noticed all wealthy people do. And by wealthy people, I'm talking Warren Buffett, all right, he reads three hours a day. Bill Gates reads five hours a day. And people are like, how in the world do they have time for that? Oh, it's because they're wealthy. They can have time. No, 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 no. They make it a priority. Has nothing to do with how much money you have, dude. They have the exact same amount of time we have. Okay, I promise. Their life is much busier than yours. <laughs> okay, they have hundreds of billions of dollars in companies and products. They're busier than you are. All right, so they make it a priority. They go without question. I'm doing this no matter what, and they do it every day. So I realized that the most successful people read books. And here's my perspective of books that I think a lot of people will uh, will appreciate: is every time I see a book, I try to ingrain in my brain that it's a $100 bill. So if I see a book that I don't have right now, I look at that book and I go, man, that's a $100 bill. Let me go buy it. And then I read through that book and I, in my brain, I go, this book is going to give me one idea, one quote, one sentence, one thought. And I'm going to take away that one thing from this book and that's going to help me make $100. Now, if it's a really good book, I might have two, three, four, five takeaways. And like Tools of Titans. That's a very good one by uh, Tim Ferriss. And yeah, that's a huge, very, very thick book. There's a lot to read. I have not finished that one yet, but you can, that's his, his goal is you can kind of skim through it and pick one or two things. But yeah, man, you're absolutely right. I mean, reading a book, a lot of people are like, oh, well, you know, if I read a book, it's, you know, it's the same thing as this. And it, yeah, it is. But have you watched the same movie more than once? Would be my question. My question. And the answer is yes, right? I've watched... Uh, Fight Club five times. I've watched The Matrix 10 times. I've watched Forrest Gump 100 times. I've watched Liar Liar 20 times. I mean, I have a lot of books, uh, movies that I've watched multiple times. I still enjoy it. So I think books are the same way. You should be able to read a book multiple times. Uh, Right now, I'm going back through Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. And dude, it's just so good. So good. nice. And especially that, that book, when you go back, you always know something. There's always like a new lesson coming up and something that you learn. Yeah. Well, yeah, if, any, if anything, it just motivates you. You're like, yeah. yes, I believe this. You know, like I want this and it just pumps you up. So, yeah, man. I mean, that's that's the thing is that's, I say books to answer really go back to the question of you have less than a thousand dollars and you want to trade. Don't trade. Don't let anyone sell you any product. They are not being honest with you. You should not trade if you have less than $1,000. Invest in yourself, make more money, and then start trading. Yeah, absolutely right. And at the same time, yeah, you, I think it's a step-by-step thing because you cannot do everything at once. And just, like, yeah, some people think that you need to be more valuable and trade at the same time, but you better learn one and then go to the next after. Yep, 100%. yep, you are totally correct. Cool. And going, going back to book again, I think one of the challenges is ensuring that you pick the book and you use it seriously because... A book is cheap, like it doesn't cost too much. So you can easily put it away and just say, oh, it only costs like $10. Yeah. So not, I'm gonna, not going to use it. But you have to apply it properly in, in whatever your life is or, yeah. Absolutely. And the, uh, the cool part about that is it helps to get an accountability partner. And oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that's when you talk about motivation and you're talking about, you know, what's that next step. If someone is struggling with something, if someone has a hurdle, every person who is successful, reads books, and they know how to invest their money, and they focus on risk mitigation, all three things we talked about today, and they have an accountability partner. They have someone that, uh, that can help them get over that hurdle that they're working with. So if you go to the gym, 
you have a spotter, right? If you're trying to lift 400 pounds, you have someone that's going to help you with that bar. If you go to, uh, I mean, anything, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter. I mean, if, you, if you're going to school to become a lawyer, you're going to have a seasoned lawyer who's helping you. If you are a professional football player and you're Tom Brady, best in the world, best that's ever stepped on the football field, you still have a quarterback coach that's going to help get you better. Everyone has an, an accountability partner. That's, gonna, that's something that a lot of people, man, they're afraid of, of working with someone because they're thinking themselves, oh, if I work with that person, they're afraid that if they work with that person, they're going to spend money and that money is going to be gone and they're not going to receive anything. But in return, it's the Chinese proverb, the man with money and the man with experience meet. The man with experience gets the money and the man with, ex- with the money gets experience. <laughs> Meaning... You just you just swap one for the other. A lot of people think it's a zero sum game. Like you work with a coach, you spend money, you get nothing back. Uh, that's not the way it works. I mean, if you're gonna be, if you need someone, it could be a friend, it could be a family member. Pay that person a hundred bucks and say, here's the deal. Get back with me two weeks from now and make sure I finish this book. Simple as that. And they'll get back to you and they go, if I haven't finished this book in two weeks, I owe you another hundred bucks. And now you got some skin in the game. Now you have an accountability partner. Now you have someone who's going to check up on you and they're going to push you and they're going to motivate you. And that, that also is a massive help. Yeah. And have you heard at some point a, a trader who hired a project manager to have him manage like, like uh, some activity of practicing and stuff? And he was way more productive with that, having someone go through the project, like outlining the steps, than just doing it by himself, which is powerful. He shows yeah. like that it's work. And that's awesome. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Jordan Peterson. Yeah, did you hear about that that guy? I heard about um, him before. No, I did not hear about that, but I, I have heard of, uh, and I forget the person who was talking about this. I think it was Jay Shetty when he was discussing about uh, two Clydesdale horses, and they trained the Clydesdales independently. And one Clydesdale by itself can pull 7,000 pounds, and that, which is a huge amount of weight. But when you put two of them together, they can pull 16 or 17,000 pounds. And it's like, well, how is that possible? Because if only one can pull 7,000 pounds, how is it possible that two together exponentially increase their pulling power? And it's like, it's almost unexplainable mathematically, but it is that, that joint effort of having the other person there, having that partner in that experience with you, whatever it is in life. Yeah, I mean, it's a massive, massive help. Yeah, those lessons are also useful for trading, I think. You can use them pretty much in any area of life. Any area of life, awesome. yeah. Oh, no, without question, man. I mean, it could be, dude, it could be cooking. Right? It doesn't matter. <laughs> you have a master class right now that you can buy on Facebook with Gordon Ramsay, and I think it's like a few hundred bucks, and you, and you can become a better chef in the kitchen, man. I mean, and you can buy an accountability partner. You can hire a chef, uh, a personal chef that helps you. You can do it with any, anything in life. I mean, it could be your relationships, your spirituality, anything. Yeah. Cool. Man, it's already 54 minutes in and I didn't realize the time would go so fast. It's crazy. I've <laughs> you from Jeremy and a lot of good lessons. So Thank how you. can you find you if they want to connect with you or get your help? Very good question. So what I would like everyone to do, two things. Very simply, just email me. If you want an accountability partner or if you want someone to help you get over a hurdle or if you want someone to bounce ideas off of or if you've been struggling to trade profitably, let me just see what I can do. I'll do it. I'll do it for free. Just email me. Let's chat about something that you're struggling with. You mentioned that in a recent podcast, my friend, and I had two people, Daryl and Justin, reach out to me. And both of them almost self-diagnosed the problem. Daryl said, man, I'm afraid of losing money. What do I do? (laughs) I was like, man, you're afraid of losing money. 
you already know what's happening. So how, let's fix that. And uh, I think Justin said that um, he, he overtrades. He's like, okay, I overtrade. How do I fix that? How do I create a plan? So yeah, if you, if you don't have a trading plan, if you do not have eight or more written down rules about your trading, email me and let's create those rules together. My email address is jeremy at reallifetrading.com. So it's very simple. J-E-R-R-E-M-Y at reallifetrading.com. So it is, it is two R's, jeremy at reallifetrading.com. Number two, uh, there's a really big online conference next week that is free for everybody. Uh, it's called the Wealth 365 Summit. And I do have a presentation next week, which is again, entirely free, called How to Take the Breakout or How to Take the Retest. And it's all about timing. A lot of traders have a question about how to do that. So I sent you the link, um, Etienne, if yeah, you guys want. Uh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you, man. If you guys want to be a part of that, there's tons of presenters next week. It's the biggest online conference that there is uh, related to all things financials, not just it's Forex, it's options, it's futures, it's wealth management, it's taxes, it's gold, it's real estate. You have Mr. Harrington from the Shark Tank is going to be a presenter there. So tons of people are going to be presenting next week. I, I get to be one of the privileged few as being a, a featured presenter on the Wealth 365. I'm going to be talking about that topic. But yeah, ladies and gentlemen, just reach out to me. I want to help you. Like That's my mission. My mission is to enrich lives. That's what drives me every day. I like to think of myself as a performance architect. So let me help create the exact plan, the blueprint that is needed for your performance to become enhanced. And I will be absolutely thrilled to do that. Yeah. And you guys should know Blueprint are the name of the game. That's what helps you move forward. And that's what is the biggest predictor of your success, in my opinion. And Jeremy is always helpful to help people and always willing to help. That's awesome. Yeah, my brother. Cool. Thank you. Any last piece of advice or any last word you'd like to give people before we leave? Woo! Last minute advice. Yes. There we go. <laughs> Live out of your comfort zone. Do something at least once a week, if not once a day, that makes you uncomfortable. And the best thing you can do, it is with money. Most people hoard their money. And when you save your money, when you hoard it, when you keep it close, you enter a scarcity mindset. If there is one thing I can tell you to do, this week, right now, the last piece of advice I have, take 100 US dollars and give it away to someone in need today or tomorrow. Get out of your comfort zone. Do something you've never done before. I'm not talking about write a check to charity. I'm talking about give a $100 tip to someone at a restaurant, your server, your bartender, your doctor, your flight attendant, your dentist, your chiropractor, whoever, 100 buck tip. I'm going to my dentist tomorrow. I'm going to tip the lady who cleans me 100 bucks. I'm going to give her a $100 US bill. And I'm going to say, keep it. Thank you for all of your work you've done. I appreciate it. And that's going to put me out of my comfort zone because it's weird. It's awkward. People don't really tip right in professional environments. Like, I'm a dentist. Why are you giving me 100 bucks? I don't need it. It's irrelevant. That's going to create ripples in the universe. She's going to tell someone about that. And that person's going to get motivated. And they're going to do it. And then that person's going to tell somebody. And other people are going to do it. That's my last piece of advice is do something uncomfortable that is related to money. You have, a, you have an objective for me. Go do that. You guys absolutely rock. Nice. I'll take that as a, as a challenge for sure. And we'll catch you guys pretty soon. Thanks for watching. Give a like to enjoy as always today. Email Jimmy for sure. And we'll catch you guys here tomorrow. Ciao. Absolutely. See ya.